Let's Talk HR is a place for HR professionals, business owners, and employees to come together and share experiences, talk about what's working and what's not, how we can improve best practices so that companies can better attract, train, and retain all generations of workers. We all know that there has been a huge shift in what people want. Generations are coming together more than ever on what's important. Mental health has been brought to the forefront of everyone's mind. Let's humanize these conversations. Let's talk about how the economy has been impacted and what needs to happen to find a balance. I'm your host, Leanne Lovely. So let's get this conversation started. And remember, if you enjoyed this episode, follow us, like us, and share us. I am really excited to have my guest with me today. Not only is she wild, wildly creative, successful, she's an inspiration. Laura Holloman, the creator of the Endotype formula and author of My Walk, My Way, is a powerful truth teller. Her superpower is helping people believe that being themselves as they are designed is more than enough. Once a person is grounded in their identity, they can begin to operate from their zone of genius and experience more peace every day. Laura spent years researching and recognizing the patterns that create the endotype formula, the most comprehensive and advanced personality assessment available at this time. Right now, she takes coaches and entrepreneurs on an adventure into their endotype formula to improve their businesses, embody their brand identity, and attract their ideal clientele. She and her boys live in a treehouse in Wisconsin where they enjoy cozy fires in the winter and camping, fishing, and kayaking all summer long. Laura, thank you so much for coming on and talking with me today. I've been really excited to talk with you. Um, I, yeah, I just think that you have um, such an awesome, uh, well, I think that your product, your this endo type formula is just awesome and I'm excited to hear about it. So thank you for coming on and talking with me today. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Uh, love to talk to HR people about about the endotype formula, what it can do for them and yeah. just the business in general. So why don't you start off by just telling me a little bit about yourself, your background, that type of stuff. Sure. Um, so I uh, have been serially self-employed for the majority of my life. Somebody asked me today, sounds like you've been in business a while. I was like, well, I started my first business when I was 18. So, you know, three years. Um, <laughs> that's a lie. Um, but I, you know, for the most part have been self-employed. I've worked inside corporations and companies as well, but I found out that that didn't really suit me quite as much. I'm a little bit more independent and creative and want to kind of do my own thing. Uh, this has really been one of the first years in the last probably nine months that I've gotten to understand that I'm moving from self-employment now to business ownership, which is a whole different can of worms and, um, and having to learn some of that detachment and some of that. Uh, so I'm learning a, a, a many, many new things as I go. Um, my background, um, I was a life coach uh, and fitness coach for a long period of time. And at one point, I, I loved personality assessments. I loved studying people. Um, it, it always fascinated me 
to figure out even even way back when I was waitressing in my 20s, right? You'd walk up to a table and if you wanted to maximize your tips, you had to figure out who was in charge of that table. Mm-hmm. Because that's the person you defer to as the wait staff. If it's the lady who's in charge of the table, if you show too much interest to that man, your tips go down and vice versa. So studying people has always been fascinating to me and just seeing how different people work. So personality assessments were a big part of that. And when six years ago, uh, myself and a, another couple personality type junkies got together and started comparing systems. I like this one. I like that one. What ended up starting to happen was we started to see where overlap happened, mm-hmm. where the flaws in each system happened, and the idea that this was potentially creating something new started to rise to the surface. And so I started we stuck with it. I stuck with it. And the next right researcher, the next right person, the next right conference would come along. And over the last six years, I've developed the endotype formula, which I think is a personality assessment that's far, far beyond anything else out there. So, wow. First of all, that that's awesome. Um, one that you stuck with it, um, because there are so many personality assessments out there, but they're all slightly different in the way that they look at, you know, the person, the, the way that they, you know, identify different traits. And in the idea behind it is to try to understand that, you know, the individual and the way they learn or the way they, they understand information, the way that you're supposed to teach them, if they're going to be a, a fit for the culture, that type of thing. But something that you, that you said really stood out to me, because I remember as a kid, when we would go out to dinner, when you said, you know, as a waitress, you have to immediately try to identify, you know, the individual or the head of the table or, or whoever that might be, the payer at the table. And that that is psychology, 100% psychology 101 is really identifying your tar- target audience and, and then not paying too much attention to one person because you don't want to alienate um, so so here, here's an interesting story because my, my dad was always the person who, you know, would lay down the credit card. That doesn't mean that he's the one who has all of the money. It doesn't, I mean, my, my parents were both brought in money. They both worked. Mm-hmm. He just happened to be the one who would lay down the credit card. And I remember once the waitress putting her hand on my dad's shoulder and making a couple of comments and she walked away and my um my my dad's wife said wow she's really laying it on thick she thinks that he works and I don't and I went well, well what does it matter and she goes she is now insulting me and thinks that she's going to get a really big tip because she's cozying up to who she thinks is the money maker and I'm like, and, and I, I think I was maybe 14 or 15. So I was old enough to understand that. But you're mm-hmm. right. Psychology behind that is, yeah, you, you want to cozy up to the moneymaker to get the bigger tip. But that in, in turn actually, you know, hurt her because at that point, my dad was seeing that, you know, his wife was yeah. going, wait a second. No, that that's not that's inappropriate. Yeah. Now you've overstepped right. your bounds. So yeah, the psychology behind individual, the psychology behind people is, is so interesting. And, and you clearly, you had that interest from a very young age. Yeah. 
So this yeah. is this has not been just a recent journey. This has been a lifelong study of individuals. And you mentioned that you were what you, you worked, you were owner of, of what impact? Uh, no, yeah, impact fitness. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was yep. my gym. And then you, um, you did some what uh, coaching, you were a retreat facilitator. Yep. And, and you mentioned that you've kind of made that jump from a independent, but now to really truly a, a business owner. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and all the way along, if you would have asked me, I would have told you, yeah, I own my own business. Like, right? Dust off the shoulders. Right. I own my own business. But I was self-employed. I was still doing the trading time for money. Mm-hmm. And, and it was all me. I break a leg. I'm done. You know, like I, I hurt myself. I get sick. I'm done. And at this point... Be, so so then I started to see, oh, that's not how I can actually grow this company and this idea, right? I, I feel like I'm the steward of this really great tool. And this really, this tool has so many, many, many applications that what I now need to do is I need to take a step back in a way, even from some of the things that I love. I love being the coach, right? And doing life coaching and facilitating and whatever. I love all that. And it's not my job right now. Mm -hmm. My job right now is to take this step back and become more of the educator, more of the information distributor, working with people who do coaching in these different areas. So life coaching, HR, marketing, whatever it is, helping them to understand how the endotype formula can apply inside of their specialty, help them do their job better, because that gets this idea out there in a way that alone, I could never have done, right? I'm, I'm, I can only talk to so many people a day. Right. But now if I make a little army of fans, a little army of people equipped using the endotype formula who are out there, whether they're talking about it directly or they're just using it indirectly in what they do, Mm -hmm. it is able to do the job that it's here to do, which is help people be more of who they are, but understand that they don't need to be more than who they are. And, and just get that out there, that message and that understanding, get that out there. Um, I have to take a different role inside of my company to be able to do so. Right. Yeah. So you've made that jump from independent to actual business owner and having employees. Yeah. Yep. I've brought on a project manager. I am working with um, kind of a systems builder you know, like that's, she builds systems. That's what she does to take care of my systems for me. I have, um, somebody that, um, I can refer, I can, she's my administrative assistant, right? I call you, I call her my Kenya girl. Can you uh, do this? Can you do this for me? So my Kenya girl, and then I actually hired my teenager, my 17 year old, um, who, who sits right here by me during the day, he does virtual schooling. And so, um, and he has an eye for design. So the majority of my social media graphics and things, I'm like, Hey, can you whip this up? Yep, sure can. So I have multiple people that I'm now working to be able to go, okay, how do I not do it all? And and that was something I had to train my brain to do. Um, we, my project manager and I set up a Friday 
afternoon question that she has to Marco Polo and ask me, what did you want to get done this week or hope to get done this week that didn't? Okay. Because on Monday, I enter the work week dreamy-eyed and excited, right? Oh, it's a brand new week, right? Can get so much stuff done. But on Friday, I'm in this like, oh, that's right. I was supposed to send out that contract. Oh, that's right. I was supposed to follow up on this email. And and I've done it myself for so long mm-hmm. that I don't, I'm not in the pattern or the habit of delegating. And so that's the pattern and the habit that I need someone to help me create. And that Friday question allows me to go, oh, maybe that's not, if that's gotten put off more than one week, maybe that's not my job. Who could do this job? And what do they need to be able to be equipped to do this job? So looking for those patterns of delegation. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's awesome that you are able to, able to do that and discover that in yourself, because most people are not. Most people will continue that cycle over and over and over. And that's insanity. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Literally the definition of insanity. So here is what I'm sure everybody is wondering. So what is the endotype formula? Explain this a little bit more in um, detail to to me so and, and to our audience so that we understand um, how it is different than your typical, you know, disc assessments to your typical, sure. you know, how is that different? Yeah. So, you know, in in HR and in with most personality assessments, right, there's strength finders, there's Myers-Briggs, there's DISC. Those are kind of the tops. There's a few other ones out there that are pretty cool, too. Um, But they're usually testing for one thing. Myers-Briggs is trying to assess how do you think, which is very helpful. Uh, DISC tends to look for those patterns in how you behave. Are you more direct? Are you more influential? And then I can I can change my approach to be able to meet you where you're at. Uh, strength finders, what do you know how to do well? Um, they're looking for a thing, Enneagram. It looks for kind of like, what are your cravings? What are your emotional makeups? What the endotype formula does is it recognizes the fact that we are not one, we are all of those things. We are not just thinky beings. We are not just feely beings. We are all of them. And so our quiz tests how you think. But those thought patterns based on Jungian cognitive theory, right? Based on those thought functions connect to, for each individual, specific energetic cravings, kind of like what Enneagram talks about, but it connects in a predictable way. So I can test how you think, and then I know what you crave and and what your strengths are, what you do so easily, it's like breathing. You put that out into the world. Knowing that, I now have an inside look at how you work to be able to match my marketing to you, to be able to match my offers to you, to be able to satiate those inner cravings that you have, that here's the thing, as humans, we kind of suck at self-assessment or at self-awareness, I'm sorry. And so I don't even know what my own cravings are. 
right? So for instance, um, my dad, his endotype has a big craving for worth. He wants to feel worthy. In our culture, and especially in our culture, I think for men, even more, worthiness has been connected to money. So my dad thinks that he needs to get paid what he's worth, right? And so he chases the money. He chased the money in his career. What he really wanted was to be valued and to be valued in a very specific way. He wanted to be heard, which is also part of his endotype. He has a craving to be able to make sure that you're hearing what he's saying. If his company knew that, if any of the last five companies he was with, because he had about a two year cycle before he was headhunted to another company as a, he was a computer network security person. Um, so he was highly, highly headhunted and he was always offered more money and a bigger, you know, bigger benefits package and away he went, there he went. What he wanted was to feel worthy if they had made him feel valued in the way that he needed to be, he would have stayed. He never would have gone searching after the money because that craving would have been satiated from the inside. So in, in any kind of a relationship, whether that's in our personal relationships or that's in our work relationships, there are these, there are these things. So worthiness, significance, being, being who we are, right? Identity is a big craving for me. Um, having connection, feeling like you belong. All of these things are part of everyone's endotype formula, either as a craving or as something we put out into the world really, really easily and do very well on our possibility side of our endotype. So, right, that's a, that's a very broad picture, but that's why I say it, it, it's, yeah, we're able to predict how you think. Once you answer those five questions, I can tell you the same stuff that Myers-Briggs tells you, but we have so much more. I can understand who you are as, as far as a DISC profile, but we can get target, not just this big, you know, 100, 100 foot viewpoint that DISC gets. We can get right down into the, to the details of it all. And that's really interesting, especially in a world like that we're living in today, because people, it's not just about bringing somebody in and understanding how we're going to train them or what their right. personality type is. It's today, it really is about the drivers of, of what drives somebody, whether right. that be family, whether that be feeling valued whether that be, I mean, and that that is the world we're living in today. That's the shift that over the last two years we have seen the world take. People more than ever are using their, and I don't want to say feelings, but it is. It comes down to their, um, I no longer want to feel like a number. Correct. Yeah. Especially in this post-COVID world where, right, when we were just nine to five in, or, you know, just you go to work, you go to work, you go to work, you go to work. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a lot of time to sit down and reflect and go, what do I really want out of this life? 
Right. But COVID made everybody sit on their butt and go, oh, this is what it's like not to go into work today. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, is this really what I want? And it's and it's not even it, it, it became, oh, wait, I can work from my couch and be just as productive. And I'm not saying that everybody is just as productive. This is the, you know, the new argument that everybody's having. Can employees be as productive from home? Do, you know, not everybody is on that train. We talk with Mm -hmm. employees every day. I want to go into the office. Great. That's, that is that person's preference. But there are hundreds of thousands of people who say, I can be just as productive sitting at home on my couch at my kitchen table. I mean, there are hundreds of thousands of people who have now created a room in their house that is just dedicated to having an office. Yep. Um, for very inexpensive. I I created the office at my my home for pennies. I mean, I, I right. converted cabinet into a desk. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So the the feelings behind that, if you could literally pull up somebody's profile. Before you go into their three-month, six-month review and say, okay, this is this is this person's – the driver for this person is to feel um, valued before you have that conversation and cater your review towards that and then ask them, so what are, what are your thoughts? We want to know, you know, do you think that we could do X, Y, Z better here? And to actually – have them be heard to mm-hmm. have them feel valued at the company, the retention would skyrocket at some of these companies. Yep. yep. And yeah, that's that's awesome. And and you can't yeah. you're right, you cannot do that with with disc assess. I, I mean I've taken as a salesperson, every time I, you know, every time I shouldn't say I've taken hundreds, you know, but every time I've applied or when I was applying to as soon as you know you go through the initial interview, um, we're going to send you this disc assessment, or we're going to send you this yep. this assessment. It's like I've taken, I don't know how many of those. Yeah, and 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 you know the thing is, there's it's usually just so many questions. First of all, like you have to clear your schedule and pr- make yourself a cup of coffee and sit down for your you know hundred questions because they put in a lot of redundancies. Mm-hmm. Because the way they ask the questions isn't dialed in enough to go this or this. Um, And the other thing that they do is they, a a lot of the assessments out there tend to put you on a gradient scale, right? Somewhat or, you know, very much. Um, That triggers a thing in our brain. That triggers a brain function of comparing. Now, all of a sudden... I'm answering all these questions in this fear-based flop sweat. I don't know. Maybe a little. Uh, I'm comparing myself to others. What's the right answer here? There, It is a real challenge. And because of that, you tend to not get accurate data. I had taken the Myers-Briggs questionnaire. Um, Oh gosh, I had probably taken it five different times. 
had come up with two different results, never saw the value of Myers-Briggs. I, I kind of hated it. And that was way back when the endotype thing first started. I was a disc gal. And the other researcher was a Myers-Briggs person. And, and I was like, no, 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 that, uh, that stinks. I, I hate that one. And she's like, no, it's the best. And I was like, Ugh, 30 whatever questions, boring. And she's like, no, 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 we can get you there in much fewer questions. Because she had worked in how to dial in some of those questions. Well, with her questions, I finally was typed right. I had never been typed correctly because of the, how they would ask the introvert extrovert question mm-hmm. um their introvert extrovert question was always kind of like if you're at a party are you out on the dance floor or are you sitting having a quiet conversation in the corner well girl i love dancing i am on the dance floor what it didn't ask me was after that party's over, how many days of alone time does it take before you want to see another person again, right? What's what's your recovery time after that? And I had always been typed extrovert instead of introvert because the questions just aren't dialed in. Right. That's that's the other place that we really have to watch what assessments that we are giving people because great you took it, but was it even accurate? Right. Well, and I, I am a horrible dancer, so I am, I am an extrovert through and through. If you, at a networking event, I will be all over that place, but at a dance party, I am probably not going to be on the dance floor. Right. Right. It's just not dialed in enough. It's not dialed in. When we ask a similar, we're not actually testing for introvert, extrovert, we Uh, One of the questions inside our quiz, and I'm not going to get exactly the nuance right, but what we ask people is, are you more dominant and can be submissive when you need to be? Or are you more submissive, go with the flow, whatever, and can become dominant when you need to be, right? Mm -hmm. That's that extrovert introvert thing. Yeah, I I prefer to take charge. I can I can sit back and chill or I prefer somebody else to make the decisions. But if nobody's going to make a decision, ugh, we're not going to sit here all day. Yeah, I'll step up. Right. Um, and so asking that question just slightly different to be able to get at the information we're actually trying to ask or we're actually trying to get out. Because even these days, introvert and extrovert, right? It's it's the new hot trend to be ambivert. I'm ambivert, which means like both. I'm both. Well, we are all both. Nobody wants to go live in a cave. <laughs> wait, wait, is that an option? Uh, you know, I'll go. No. Oh. <laughs> I know there's new words for everything. Every once in a while, somebody will say something to me and I'm like, am I the only one in the room that doesn't know what that means? And everybody will look at me and go, no, no I just, I don't want to sound like an idiot. I don't know what that means either. And I'm like, okay, so this is one of those new words that came up that was created just recently. And I'm like, okay, I'm showing my age here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I am a hundred percent extrovert have been from the time that I was a kid. And you're right. If you asked me, are you, you know, dominant and submissive when you need to be absolutely that would that's 100% me. I mm-hmm. I will volunteer, I will stand up and take charge when I but if I need to be submissive, if I need to be quiet, I need absolutely I follow. I mean, that's another thing about, you know, following the room. But if you simply just ask me, are you dominant? 
or are you submissive? I'd be like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm dominant, but you know, there's sometimes that I'm submissive. Right. I mean, when you, when you ask it that black and white, you're kind of like, huh? um, Yeah. Hmm. I guess I fall in the middle. I, I mean, yeah. And, and, you know, there's, a, there's some people who take our quiz who don't like that they only get like one shot at a question kind of thing, you know, like, are you this or are you this? But when they, so it's only five questions, takes less than five minutes. Right. And they get to the end and they see a preview of their results. Does this sound like you? If it doesn't sound like you, there was probably one of those questions that you struggled with. One of those questions that it was like, eh, I could maybe go either way. Mm-hmm. Go back answer that question differently this time. And then they'll get the the other result and they're like, oh, yeah, that was it. That was me. Um, and and that still takes less time than the 30 right. to 100 questions of every other quiz out there, mm-hmm. um, you know? And, and so, yeah, so there are some people who, who kind of pride themselves on wanting to be both, but we have, and we can be, we can, be both in any of the questions that I ask. Um, dominant submissive. Are you more um, worrying about people's feelings or more worrying about what's right? Interesting. I get that we we all do both. Right. But it's kind of like each of us has a dominant leg that we use to climb the stairs. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't even recognize it. But there's one foot that we always step first with when it's time to climb stairs. Right. Which foot is it for you here? People's feelings first. Ooh, how are they going to react to this? Or I got to say this because it's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should probably figure out people's feelings too. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Right. And for me, I know immediately what I would answer to to the question. I mean, immediate. I, I got to take the quiz. I got to take this quiz. <laughs> Yay. Good job. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to. I think what you offered you you offered that to me didn't you didn't you yeah it's right now the quiz at this point it won't stay this way forever but at this point the frizz or the frizz (laughs) the quiz is available on our website at no cost so if you go to endotype.com and you take the quiz you'll be able to in less than five minutes see your results and start understanding a little bit more about yourself yeah uh, and people are always very surprised because because we're only asking those five questions. Right. And then they're like, how do you know these things about me? Mm-hmm. Because because they're the pattern that make up who you are. Right. Creepy. No. <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly. So um, here's the next question. that you, Now, you recently um, released um, a book. You put out a book, My Walk, My Way. I'd love to hear you tell me a little bit about this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, my, my friend and I, it actually started, we were having, we were both kind of in for different reasons, but having a bad day. And, and we were talking about this project that she was involved in, that was kind of like the theme of it was like, walk a mile in my shoes. And I was like, God, I hate that. I was like, I know people say it, because they want to they what they're trying to say is let's be more empathetic Mm -hmm. and think about other people but what it actually is is more like 
I'm so different than everyone. Like, walk a mile in my shoes. It creates comparison. It creates this disconnect from people. I was like, and I don't want to read stories like that. I want to read a story like, I walked in my own dang shoes. Mm-hmm. Here's my story. Here's how I did it my own way. And 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 I was like, huh, I would really like to read a book like that. Like, maybe we should write a book like that. Right. What could that look like? And so we brought together 11 women authors. Uh, and, and they weren't authors prior to, some of them had written prior to this, mm-hmm. but a lot of them were just amazing women with this very powerful story to tell about that time in their life when they decided that outside of comparison uh, and and how's everybody else doing it, outside of the experts, how are is everybody telling me I should do this? They decided to do their life their own way. And so inside of that book, we have some business stories. We have some stories of people who have decided to do business on their own terms mm-hmm. and create, you know, a completely different experience for themselves. We have stories of people leaving domestic violence. We have stories of people parenting or taking care of their aging parents leaving generational trauma and generational body shaming and and saying you know what this stops here i'm not going to pass this on to my kids they're really brilliant stories and out of those 11 authors we have 10 different endotypes oh wow so as part of the book you can take the quiz right you can read the book because it is beautiful inspiring powerful stories mm-hmm. you can take the quiz and then go who do I think most like here? Let me go read her story. Oh, yeah, I relate to this. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit too much. Um, and and to be able to see that or get together as a book club. We've created a book club guide. Have your friends be able to take the quiz too and go, oh, you're like that one. Okay, I see you. And so it was this really neat opportunity for people to you know, however they approach the book, either as an inspiring story, as something where they're trying to learn more about themselves or trying to learn more about the people in their lives uh, through this book. That's awesome. And it's it's so interesting that I did not know, I don't think that I realized that it was all of them had the different endo um, uh, yeah. endo type formulas. That That is, that's crazy cool. Um, I, I have the book. In fact, I actually had it sitting right next to me. Um, I've opened it and started reading it a couple of times. And um, I tell you, you know, with a four year old, it's difficult to (laughs) find that. But it's yeah, I'm I'm so excited to read it. Um, And I yeah, I'm so excited to read it. It's just it's amazing that you put that out. Um, It's amazing that you got that and put this together. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to actually having five minutes to myself where I can sit down and (laughs) dive into it. And if you're more of an, if you're more of an audio content kind of gal, we actually have the My Walk My Way podcast where I'm interviewing each of those authors and talking about their endotypes. Um, In the book, we don't really teach endotype Mm -hmm. in this book. Um, on the podcast, we're getting a lot more into the nitty gritty of their endotypes. And I'm actually working on a project right now with a book. Um, I'm gathering up awesome leaders, um, you know, 
both of different genders of different races different walks of life to be able to create a book where we teach endotype through stories right that's kind of like this is why i am the way i am kind of thing mm -hmm. well yeah. and it's yeah it's i love to hear you know women men's inspiring stories of how they overcame something obviously with my background of having bi you know bipolar disorder having a mother who mm -hmm. you know also struggled um you know for well her whole life with it and and my my mom and I have very very different personality types I am definitely very much my, my dad businessman you know a type personality um, my mom very much not um, I would not even begin to know what her personality type is but very much more of a very much more of quiet and not very um she would be much more on the submissive side I think I think years ago I was I was offered the opportunity to have my whole family do the disc assessment mm -hmm. which was interesting and um and yeah I know anyways I'm on a tangent um but yeah I know I I love inspiring stories of how people have overcome whether that be personal or business or so yeah no that this is great this is awesome so thank you. Yeah, so, it was a fun project. Yeah. Did you talk about the possibility of doing something like this, like another book? Yeah, maybe. Yep. Yeah, that's I the plan. Yeah. Yep, that's the plan is, um, is the next the next book will answer more of the question of like, here's why I'm like that, that okay. that's the, you know, where this one was like, here's that moment when I decided kind of story, right? This is more looking at people's life story and going, this is why I'm like this. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to tell their life stories and we're going to nurture out the endotype elements so that I can teach the endotype through their story and go, do you see how, you know, do you see how, um, you know, we'll use my dad as an example. Do you see how Andy, because he craved worth so much, was willing to jump to that next job here right. and the next one and the next one after that uh, because of his innate craving to be valued mm -hmm. and so taking the experiences and then showing it right it's kind of like i'll pre-highlight the book for you <laughs> so that you can see where all those juicy bits are mm -hmm. um and the plan is with this next book um that we will actually be creating some training programs with the use of this book in different areas so for coaching for hr for you know other things um we can take one book and then create different courses around that book awesome awesome yeah so um we are coming to time but i have um the question of the season if you could pinpoint a time period in your career that made a huge difference in your life or career path, when would that be and why? Probably the bigger one would be, so one of my innate cravings, right, um, on my endotype formula is a craving for significance. And it's the one that comes up over and over and over. It's, you know, how we keep saying, like, we're trying to learn the same lessons over and over. Yeah. That's me and significance. Um, and, uh, and so I have this big tool. I had this endotype formula about two years ago. 
and had started working with a coach I had worked with in the past. She wasn't really a business coach, but I got the sense that she was able to help me do the thing that I needed, which was a little bit of business coaching. And she agreed. We sat down, we tried to figure some stuff out. She's like, what do you want? And I was like, okay, here's what I want for this company. She's like, that's very interesting. That is not actually what I asked. What do you want? Oh, dang it. (laughs) This is what I did in my last business is that I put everybody else and the business first and kept forgetting what I wanted, Mm -hmm. kept forgetting my role, my importance, my significance. Having that on my radar now allows me to make such different choices, like bringing on a project manager or going, that's interesting, you know, because everybody has an idea of what this endotype formula should do. That's interesting. That's not actually my job because I know that it wouldn't bring me peace and joy and, and it wouldn't put me in the position that I need to be in. Mm-hmm. So I think that having that conversation two years ago and then continuing, we did probably, I think it was a six month coaching program. And that was just, and, and she's still somebody that I see very regularly. So she can keep going, um, excuse me, do you think that's a significance thing again? Oh, great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. There it is. All right. <laughs> Back to the drawing board. Let me make a different choice. Um, but having that so clearly on my radar now mm-hmm. has just allowed my business to just really go crazy in the last two years of opening up and and expanding in in an organic way right in in a way that i'm not stressing myself out because i continue to remember that i'm significant and that going out and fishing in the summertime is high on my list of things to do that wow that we we as individuals don't realize sometimes that we are our own worst enemies (laughs) right and and, and and i say that you know for all people out there who are interested in running their own business or doing their own thing because we we so we our default setting is to say well I can't do it because xyz or but having a true understanding of your own self and what that that thing is your your yeah. for you it's the significance had no true understanding of what power that would hold Right. Because see, all my, my business mistakes that I made in the past where I said I was overworking and putting myself last Mm -hmm. and doing for my family and doing, because that whole time I was trying to earn or prove my significance. Right. Because if I do more for them and I work my tail off Mm -hmm. and I come home and be the good mom, like, look, mom, I'm important now. Look, mom, I guess I am significant. Right. The whole time, what I, right, my internals were trying to guide me to is you need to make the decision knowing your significance. Right. Not trying to earn it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's just, for me, it just recently came clear what my, you know, the imposter syndrome, you know, mm-hmm. is, is such a real thing. And it didn't really dawn on me until I was actually at a at a um a summit, the Young Guns Summit, um not just the recent oh, one, sure. but the the one before that, 
Um, and they were talking about it and it, and it hit me like a ton of bricks and I went, holy crap. Like I really have issues with that. Yeah. Like major- for me. Yep. Right where, right. There is one part of us that predicts our imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's where significance connects right. for somebody else. It's going to be where, where belonging or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a way to predict exactly what your imposter syndrome sounds like we're going to do a whole event on it in October right. we're planning a whole event on it it's just um, it's yeah and and right if you can identify exactly where yes. that comes from um and, and I have an idea I mean I, I really do it's you know I have a four-year-old and I feel guilty when I'm at work I feel guilty when I'm with her I, you know I feel guilty when I have to go to a networking meeting I feel you know I go there and I want to have fun and enjoy myself, but I feel guilty that I'm not at home with her. And, but if I'm not working, I feel guilty. <laughs> right. Right. Where, where does it, where does it end? There's, you know, you, you have to, you, and I know that there are people listening who go, yep, I, I do the exact same thing all the time. And it's the mindset, the, the switch that you have to figure out, how do I turn it off? Because I know that I'm great at my job. I know that I'm a good mom. How do I, how do I stop the default setting from going back to, you know, you're not spending enough time with your daughter. You're not spending enough time at work. You're not doing an, how do you, how do you stop that default setting and just, yeah, right. What, once we understand what the craving is that we have right. and we can name that. So for me, I named it. I understand it. It's significance. Right. Now and understand what that inner guidance is trying to propel you towards, it gets a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. So take the quiz, we'll reconnect, and I'll be like, okay, you're gonna this fix is my, the name. You're gonna fix this my brain. This is the name, and this is what you want. <laughs> and at least then you'll have it on your radar for right. sure. That well, perfect. Hey, I just I accomplished one of my goals is to fix my impo- No, I'm kidding. Okay. So this has been such an awesome conversation um, with you today. It, it truly has. You, I mean, this is, you just, you're, one, the, the endotype formula is, is awesome. I'm excited to take that. Um, two, the book. I mean, if you want to check it out, here's where mm-hmm. you're going to take the reins. Laura, how can somebody get in contact with you? How can somebody find your book? All of that. Sure. So if they're trying to find the book, you can buy it on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble at your local bookstores. But if you want to just easy to remember, right? Mywalkmyway.com. From there, you can buy the book. You can download got free guides. You can download book club information. You can see our authors get on our podcast, all those things. If you're looking to, and you can take the quiz there too. If you're looking more to just access the quiz, endotype.com. And you can find me on most social media platforms. So if you just want to connect with the endotype on Instagram or Facebook, LinkedIn, we're on all those platforms. Excellent. Again, Laura, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. It's been an awesome conversation. Thank you for having me here. I appreciate it. Thank you again for listening to Let's Talk HR. I appreciate your time and support. Without you, the audience, this would not be possible. So don't forget that if you enjoyed this episode, to follow us, like us, or share us. Have a wonderful day.